good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Black Six Friends with me, Robert. And me, Pete. No Moses, no one knows why. <laughs> but the best half of the friends is back. And the best half the best half brought his other half. So right now the furnace is full. And then Peter has brought his other half. So furnace is one and a half times full. Oh my gosh. And then if you add Peter. Let's be sorry. So the furnace is about 180% full. Oh, wow. I think my math is correct. So, yeah. That math sounds confusing. About 183% full. Okay. No. Oh. Yes, yes, no, wait, yes, that's it, that's it. <laughs> Back live and direct. Um, yeah, and somehow both our wives have decided to be on the podcast on today's episode. Yes, we are blessed, which is quite brilliant. So, let's see what happens. Mm. Should we start with sorry, not sorry? Let's start some domestics, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's oh, go with I've got a question first. I don't know who's in the hot seat, or is it just thrown out to get to Well, because it's just us four, we can do like a one for one. So maybe a couple, of eight, but couple to couple. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. So I asked this question of Andrea the other day. She couldn't. She didn't have an answer for me. So hopefully you guys can help me when you ask this question. Right. Stress. <laughs> so, in the Bible. No, the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and the Mary became pregnant. Mm. If that's the case, shouldn't the Holy Spirit be the father since he is? The... <laughs> He's technically the father of Jesus. That's my question. Um, the Holy Spirit didn't impregnate Mary. He came part, upon Mary. The, no, the power, the spirit will come upon you, and um, by its power, you will conceive. So the the problem with the immaculate conception is it doesn't have to follow physical conception. It doesn't have to follow the rules of physical conception in the sense of there being an egg and a sperm that fertilizes it. I don't believe there was. I believe by the same manner in which God was able to create man from the ground. Christ was created as a baby in Mary's womb without her contribution of the human element. The human element is the divine nature taken on flesh without requirement of there being fertilization. Um, thus, mm. I don't think that uh, the Holy Spirit had to be the father because it was Christ. Um, and Christ has his father, knows his father, has mentioned his father on several occasions. And God didn't do the thing with Christ, with Mary. So. so you don't think that Jesus shared any DNA with Mary? I don't think she, he, I don't think he shared any genetic material with Mary. No, I think outside, well, outside of maybe he was breastfed and stuff like that. Um, I, I think he did take on flesh. So he was a human being. He was still... 100% human, 100% divine. And I say that to say there is a mystery there that I don't think I can ever comprehend. But I don't think he gained any sort of genetic material from Mary. We're talking about God becoming flesh. It doesn't have to conform to our rules outside of Christ being entirely human and thus qualified to save humans. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 don't think, I don't think she contributed any genetic material other than her womb as a vessel to carry him to term and um, 
and uh, and and give him birth. Maybe breastfeed him a little bit. He had brothers and sisters. <laughs> a little bit. Um, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I imagine Jesus. Jesus wasn't a troublesome baby, you know. Just nurse once a day. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't think like he contributed genetically. Ain't a little bit. <laughs> cool. All right, I'm happy with that. Do you want to contribute now? No. You've explained it well, so no, I don't want to contribute. Yeah, that cool. was a good explanation, I'll say. Cool, cool. Um, have you got a question for Rob? No. Uh, so I had a question, which is not relevant for either of you now, and I don't know if I want to ask it. I don't want to bring up issues. What? <laughs> what question is that? <laughs> So I wanted to ask, and, and yeah, yeah, and again, it's not relevant to you guys, but are dating apps evil? And can they be used for good for a Christian? 100%. They can be. You think they're evil? No, I don't. I think they can be. No, okay, yeah, I'm going to be more specific. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, microphone, please. They are 100% not evil, and 100% can be useful for Christians. Hmm. Especially, I think in... it depends on the Bible. Uh, not that's the Bible. The Bible, um, <laughs> the dating app that you're using. Yeah. Because mm. if you're on Grinder, you know there's something. Something is, is, is not working right there. What's Grinder? It's like it's like Tinder but for gay people. Why do you know about Grinder? No. <laughs> <laughs> people talk about it. I've never heard this one, please. No, heard no, the to be fair, to be fair, I know about Grinder as well. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. But why, why do you know about Grinder? Yeah, why? Why haven't, why haven't we heard of it? Because you guys are <laughs> 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 I've heard about it because I used to work in the art scene, so, you know. Podcasts, I've heard about it on podcasts. Okay. And it's tech. It, unfortunately, it's tech. So I heard about Grinder on a tech show as well. On um, the use of algorithms and stuff like that to collect information. Right. <laughs> I haven't used it. Before. Yeah, it's good to get that out of the way. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I know some people have used dating apps before. I used a dating app before, Robert. Be trying to send shots. I know. Oh, I know. Good. Good. I was sending shots. You know, I've used dating apps before, and if I wasn't married, I'd use it again. Yeah, I use, yeah, I use dating apps, but I just found it was just too much admin, really. Same conversation, same, like, and the pickings were slim. (laughs) Mm. But um, I do think for busy professionals that don't get out that much or have really long working hours, that don't really have places to socialize i think it's a good place to start Mm. but i do think as a christian you've got to be led otherwise you find yourself just dating a whole bunch of people and increasing your risk of being hurt if you're not very wise Mm. Mm. um but i think it's good the same way i don't know we have different forms of communication different ways of meeting people I think that's just one of them. But the difficulty is that it's not very organic because you are on there. Everybody knows the purpose is not to build a friendship to see where it goes. It is, I am looking for a wife or a husband or a boyfriend or whatever else. And you know, I would say that is a benefit of using the dating app. I found that the difficult part. 
because you're going right in. And I, I, and I want someone... Of the pretense, though. I see what Rob is saying. Yeah, yeah, I get, yeah. I get where he's coming from, but for me, I don't know, like... I think with with with, with dating apps, there's no confusion over yeah, what no are confusion. we, what are we doing, mm, you know? Mm. And I think as Christians, we should be purposeful when it comes to dating. Mm. So we, we should be dating towards marriage. Yeah. And so if you're matched with people and you can, you, you can straight up ask them, oh, are you ready to be married now? It would say, they say yes, you can continue to say no, I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> you no, know, but I think what Drea is saying as well, like you don't want to build on that friendship first mm. before you actually think because they might not be great match for you for marriage. Mm. So you want to know, yeah, yeah, you want yeah. to know beforehand, like. Mm. But you know, I, I feel I think for me, because of the type of person I was or I, or I am, I saw it as a means to an end to like filter through girls quickly um and i could i could see really quickly the kind of attributes that a girl had based on the profile that she put because i for, for feeling i felt like a certain type of girl would create a certain type of profile and one thing i realized girls are really bad yes what, what I realized about girls on dating apps, they create their profiles based on what they think is good, as opposed to... Well, that's what everyone does. Exactly. But I'm picking on girls right now. Guys need to stop putting that that, that they watch anime in their dating app, in their dating profiles, because that, that doesn't do. help anyone. Yeah, but you don't, you, 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 you don't tell girls that girls don't like that kind of thing. You, you need then... to... You need to cater your data app to the kind of person you're trying to attract. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Otherwise, you're just going to find someone like yourself or no one. In as much as I was sending shots, I did also ask because so my mom came back from Ghana recently and then came with the you know uh oh do you have any single friends i've got a i've got a you're one of your brothers in ghana once a has once a wife you know and, and found myself asking the question and it did get me thinking about dating apps and whether or not to suggest it to some of my friends that i know that are single um that maybe might be more traditional and might not view it as a good thing and i think in at the end of the day really the the watering well in the bible was a kind of dating is where you go to find you know it's where abraham's servant went to go and find someone mm. for isaac you know and, and it, there's there's always been a means to getting young people married whether it was through conquests mm. like the benjamites the Benj benjamites <laughs> the benjamites in the bible <laughs> oh sorry sorry the benjamites in the bible no so They'd gone for a war and the Benjamites didn't come along. And then out of the spoils of the war, they took wives, but they were not enough for the Benjamites. So they were like, okay, we're going to go and then sack this other place. When we go, when the women run out, pick your wives. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. It was some weird way of getting them wives. But there's always been a means to an end. And I think in a technological society, it makes sense thus mm. that we would have a technological solution to 
how do you find a mate you know so yeah i, I was i was i was there's there's a there was a genuine reason why i asked in addition to yeah. wanting to send shots i didn't know dre had used it i was just trying to send shots and right. also i think that fortunately or, or unfortunately not, not compared to like 10 15 years ago communication has become not as good yeah, yeah. um the, yeah so like communication has decreased but access to the world has increased mm. and so i think that dating apps are a way to pave a bridge between the two that's fair that's fair at least for initial conversations yeah. whether they amount to anything um it's up to you guys up to god Let's see what happens yeah i've known people get married from dating apps yeah 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 maybe. i know um oh sorry go ahead i'm gonna say even like people slide into dms isn't it yeah just no. that and people yeah I can yeah see people getting married you see all these stories on bella nigel we met this one slid in my dm they're having like an engagement issue. Yeah. So, yeah i know a youtuber in i think it's in birmingham who married one of his friends one of one no one not his friends one of his fans his fans slid in his dm he's a wow. YouTuber, and they got married Wow. I love that. Congratulations to them. <laughs> so, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. I'm, I'm happy with that. Cool. All right. Let's get into the topic for today. Mm. First, first questions first. Have you guys seen Black Panther yet? We have not. No. I plan to go and watch it. We want to. We want to. We just don't know how. Uh, <laughs> We're going to have to get like an afternoon show. Yeah. You have, have to think of, yeah, Zara, where are we going to? Yeah. Oh my gosh, bring Zara to us so that you can go. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you give it to us after church on a Sunday, go and watch it, and then collect it from us afterwards? Because you'll be on ends. True, but then uh, the problem with Sundays is our trek is so long. It's okay, yeah. For her. You'll so be she gets exhausted. home and you can see it in her eyes, and she's like, Yeah. You know, and then she's got nursery the next week. And mm. so trying well, to let's find a Saturday then. I know. Yeah, yeah we need to find, figure out. Yeah. But we want to watch Have you it. guys watched it? Yeah, we went to go and watch it the and day we came day. back from Ghana. <laughs> what? Oh, Literally the day we returned. You guys are hard. So we got back wow. around, we, we landed around 7, picked up everything by like 8.30. We went to Andrew's mum's house. Mm. And then we, we were, and then I was thinking, like, we're just going to go home and nap. And then we'll just be, we'll just be awake during the, the night. Mm. So I thought, let's try and use the day. Mm. So we went to Pizza Hut. They went to go watch Black Panther for. Yeah. Nice. That, looks, that sounds like a lovely day. It was we lovely, but I just we tonight. even napped in the car. Like <laughs> yeah, we did. We, we were so exhausted. I drove. Yeah. How did? You, oh, okay. So it was stationary when you left. Oh, oh, Peter. Because <laughs> 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 it just sounds like it was back to back, and I was like, yeah, we napped on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Oh no, so like we we, uh, we had Pizza Hut, then we napped in the car park and then we went nice. to watch Black Panther. Nice. Yeah, cool. But yeah, what I want to say is go and watch it. Oh, it was a great watch. Great watch. I'm trying I'm yeah. trying not to break and watch it via other means. No. <laughs> Don't use any other means. Honestly, you'll do yourself a disservice. Exactly. Okay. So maybe when when you guys watch it, maybe we can come back and do like a review episode. But based off <clears throat> Black Panther, and based, have you seen The Woman King? No. Have we watched that either? We don't no. remember the last time we went to the cinema. Oh, oh no, guys! To the cinema in a while, you know. Yeah. Not since nothing since C has been born. Yeah. Oh no. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. 
You need to bring Zara here. Oh, no, and... that's not true. Yeah. Oh, no, I watched Dr. String illegally. Yeah, no, that's... They're going to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> You'll start hearing knocks on your door. I know. It's on Disney Plus now. Oh, mad. Yeah, we haven't. No. You need to find some time with the you have... I no. must have though. I must you have. have. Yeah, because I watched. I watched Infinite. Infinite. No, Infinity War. Yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. So but we watched. I loved some. Infinity War. You. Yeah, I've watched some. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I watched one. <laughs> yeah. I had to though. Well, go and watch Woman King as well. That was another. So I was gonna ask Black Panther and Woman King. Which one is? You know what's funny, like. The two films are so similar. Like when I was watching The Woman King, I was like, oh, this is just like watching Black Panther. And then when I was watching Black Panther, I was like, it could have easily, this easily could have been part of Woman King as well. Um, is that partly because of who takes up the mantle of Black Panther as well? No, no. I'm oh. just, I'm just in terms of the woman warriors. So like the, the homie from The Woman King are very similar to the uh, Dora Milaje from, from Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because both are really, really good. Either Drea's Instagram or Lena's Instagram, that they were like the actors from there were doing exercises, like doing workouts and stuff. The actors from probably Washington. Lena. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they came harder than that. Um, it was so, so, so good. Yeah. The Woman mm-hmm. King. I think, even though Black Panther was really good, I preferred The Woman King simply because of this novelty. It was new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had no idea what to expect. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. But I will say, um, John Boyega's African accent was trash. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was quite surprised. I thought he'd do a better African accent. Because isn't he Nigerian? He is. But he isn't, I don't think he's, he's, he's second generation Nigerian, isn't he? He's born. Oh, so his parents Nigeria. were, I know, but yeah. were his parents born in Nigeria? Or they were born here? I don't know. I know he was born and bred here. Yeah, because look, we can put it on easy. You will yeah, think we that we came yesterday. No, I can't. I I can't do a good African accent. You can. Well, I, you say I can, but then when I read the selfish crocodile in an African accent, you say I'm making noise. <laughs> <laughs> Zara's got one book that's set like in the plains of Africa, and I try and read it in an African accent, and it annoys Anita. So no, it doesn't annoy me. Like well, your voice is raised. That's different from actually saying the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Peter's trying to act the whole thing like yeah. <laughs> A for effort. Grammy Award winning performances out here. Mm-hmm. A for effort. Alright. Well, you haven't watched either of the movies, so I won't spoil either of them for you. But I did want to have a discussion around these kind of black led movies. You know? Cause like, cause like, like after like I watch movies like this, I like to go and see reviews and what people are saying. And one thing that I found, and it's it is continued, it's continually getting more and more annoying, mm-hmm. is that there seems to be this higher expectation for black-led films. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like so with um, *The Woman King*, it's based on like a real tribe um, in Africa. Um, that had women warriors um, and there's been a lot of rhetoric about how they portrayed 
this country's involvement in the slave trade and how it's not um, historically accurate. Um, and then with Black Panther, I remember even like with the first one, they were talking about how such a world couldn't really exist economically if what kind if if vibranium was its only export. Mm. And I was just there looking thinking like for all these other movies, you wouldn't be trying to mm, break exactly. apart and like mm. break down and and deconstruct the worlds. Mm. Like you talk about vibranium, but then you're in the same universe, you have gods, you have gamma radiation peoples and all of this. But because the black people are on top, the economy is <laughs> you want to come and trash. Mm. And yeah, I just wanted to get people's thoughts on why it seems that whenever there's a black film that isn't about slavery or like mm. crime, <laughs> critics are so much more harsher on it than they would be on their white counterparts. Mm. If you've noticed this at all, maybe this is just a me, uh, a me thing. I have, I, I, I want to say I have noticed it in the sense of, I've noticed it, but I haven't researched it. So I have noticed that, like, it seems, as you said, you know, black movies that aren't thinking, I, I noticed with the first Black Panther, I haven't watched the Wakanda Forever, but I've seen sort of, um, you know, headlines of reviews, you know, so, mm-hmm. oh, Black Panther was not the same. Oh, Black Panther, why it's a mess. And it's like, you look at the, um, the thingy, um, the publisher and it's like the Daily Mail or something. It's like one of those ones. So it's like, mm. oh, you know, there's clearly an agenda here. And at the very least, I do think it's because commentary on black movies that aren't about <clears throat> slavery end up becoming political commentary in mm. the sense of, you know, it's all of a sudden the black movie's prosperity ends up being a political statement for black people. Black Panther was like a political statement in as much as it was a movie, it was suddenly a triumph in the black community. I mean, I participated. We we dressed up in our traditional wear to go and watch it <laughs> yeah. in Horsham. We were the only <laughs> black couple in the cinema. We were African wear. And we were proper traditional wear in there, you know, because it was, a, it was a thing. And so I think where black movies of such caliber end up having more significance um, than just being entertainment, I feel maybe that it doesn't warrant, but maybe that's what draws the ire of such critics in that they feel they have to make a political statement and then critique it in a way that's maybe a bit excessive. Maybe. But that, that's that's what sort of comes to mind as maybe a reason why. Oh. Any comments from the ladies? I think there's always been an issue with um, the black community being audacious. Mm. And it's almost like a you can rise, but don't you ever think that you can rise to this height? Mm. Um, and people don't like to talk about it, but it's the truth. It's, it's the truth. I think, I think the audacity is looked down upon. I, I think it was a bold move to create a movie like this. Um, I think it was quite audacious, but I do think that 
black people have to move audaciously, humbly as well, but we have to be audacious. But I think that's looked down upon because it's a threat. Yeah. And I feel um, like, I was going to I was going to say, I agree with um, Drea because I feel like sometimes it's the, own, the black community that criticise it more, even like mm. um, our own people that criticise it even more because like, well, the movie's doing so well, why is it doing so well? Um, yeah, so that's that's my. Mm. It's it's funny because it does remind me. Sorry, Robert, I knew you were going to say something. It does remind me of that collage that went around comparing, I think it was the Sun or uh, the Sun and Daily Mail or something, comparing their coverage of Meghan Markle versus their coverage of Kate 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 on like mm. similar things like they wear a certain dress mm. and for Kate Mills was like oh she stands in this dress and like Meghan Markle goes against the grain and something and like it was similar situations but just even the headlines mm. was presenting one person in an exceedingly good light and the other in a very bad light and the only difference between them was one person's white the other person's mixed sort of thing so yeah yeah I think that with black people we just need to create the art or create the stuff that we want to create and not what is expected of us. Mm. You know, um, for me, um, Jordan Peele's Nope, hate it. But for, for like a black man to, to venture out into like sci-fi, horror kind of, kind yeah. of genre, there's not many you can say have done that. I like that, that for him. And yeah. he's like, paving the way for other better <laughs> films <laughs> but you know gal was good um what was what, what, what the other one called us, oh. us. Is it us? Us. Yeah. us that was good i didn't manage to watch that yeah, you never watched us no <laughs> i've not watched it as well it's, it's, scary. Scary. it's, it's, it's kind of messed up it's kind of messed up it's good i think so yes i think so Someone said it was scary. It wasn't scary. It was jumpy. It was messed up. It was messed up. I think I was pregnant at that time. Yeah, it was messed up. <laughs> <laughs> it was scary. No, it wasn't scary. But yeah, um, yeah. So like people like Jordan Peele. Who else is? Who else? Tyler, the creator, maybe. No, forget Tyler. Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. He he was creating art the way he wanted to create art. He went on to do films, all of that stuff. Like, you know, and then like as much as we criticize people like Will Smith, you know, he has allowed Jaden Smith and Willow to just do their own thing. Where, be, yeah, I know, no, 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 no. no. I, I, I'm not talking about Will Smith's part. I'm talking about how they're free to do what they want to do, and that them being black isn't a hindrance to them doing that isn't a hindrance to them being kind of crazy and going on yes. and doing weird yeah. stuff. That's not a good thing. No, 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 no. But it, they're being free to explore and and try things in a way that black people might not usually because we're just out here trying to survive, really. Mm. It's, it's an interesting example. And I think I see what you mean. <laughs> Because I don't think, I think 
Yeah, no, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. And that, yeah, so like when the restraints of normal every day are off, what is it that black people can create or be? Mm. You know? So, you know, our parents might say you can become whatever you want. But when money and status isn't a problem, you get to push that to its furthest point and see, okay, what can I actually be? Mm. Um, yeah. So I think that people should, need, should continue to create art, push boundaries. And we are the forerunners in so much in popular culture. Um, I think we should try and get a bigger piece of the pie. Oh, yeah. And that's why people like Kanye West are important, as crazy as he is, you know. <laughs> he's trailblazing, he's pushing forward, he's a, he's breaking down the barriers. In what way, really, though? How many other, like, black fashion designers do you know of? Wasn't the fashion designer of Louis Vuitton black? Virgil or something? He, he wasn't a designer, he was, he was the, I think he was like a director, but he wasn't like the designer. That was, that was a designer that did something. No, but no. then, okay, no, fair enough, fair enough. But then, I mean, go back to Ghana, go and look at the kente and stuff that they were, they're creating. Like, the art is there. You wear Woodin shirts. The, the artistry is there. Like Yeah, yeah but they, he's taking it to, a, to, a, to like a global scale. No, no, I think I think you're elevating Kanye to something that he's not. He's just making noise, and I think I think that you know the media loves that because yeah, no, because he's not. Is he saying anything of of importance? Is, is he, like yes, he's a rapper. I don't know his fashion. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jesus, are <laughs> uh, the the shoes are ugly. They look like aliens yeah, on their feet. Crotters. His clothing yeah. looks like it's designed for homeless people. Like what? Yeah, no, it does. It does. Am, am I wrong? Fashion. fashion. It's fashion. For it's homeless some... people. Yes. Yeah, no, for like some people like it though. Like that's fashion. To Have some you seen people. anyone wear Kanye's clothes on the street? I have people buy them, don't they? People, people buy no, by yeah, the absolutely, shoes absolutely, as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So, in the, other celebrities, but in the fence, in, in, in the in their defense, Peter, the kind of people that were, would can afford Kanye's clothing, you will never see them. <laughs> so you don't be rolling in those circles. I do not. I don't roll in that tax bracket at all. But but my point is, like, I I I'm sorry. What is he doing for any culture? Like we say that apart from making headlines for saying random stuff i mean even to that to that end if he was to say he will go defcon 9 on black people no one will bat an eye he says he's going defcon 9 on jewish people and all of a sudden he's cancelled okay that's his own thing that i have opinions on but outside of inflammatory things like that like is he actually pushing the culture forward in any way like i don't see what's his contribution i don't see it sorry i, I really don't Okay. I don't That's his true. music I didn't like to begin with. His just because you didn't like his music. Yeah. Just because you didn't like his music, that doesn't mean that his music wasn't very influential in how music has been shaped today. Maybe. Okay. I'll give that. Maybe. But I haven't seen it. So yeah, you have you maybe I'm uninformed. No, you've I'm seen it, but you haven't realized that you've seen it. I doubt it. No. Rather, rather, yeah. So much music production. 
is the way it is today because of Kanye West and uh, and how he created the music. Mm. I no, I, I maybe maybe I don't That's know. Just, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, so maybe his contribution in music, cool, but they they laud him as some sort of contributor to the culture in some way, and I just don't see how. I don't see how he's doing that. Apart from maybe he was a musical genius to some people, cool. But outside of that, I don't see what he's doing to contribute to anything. I don't. I really don't. I guess it depends on what you deem as a worthy contribution. Mm. Like what? What is? What do you define contributions as? A black man becoming president of America. Wow. And being the only president that didn't have any sort of scandal, or well, not the only, but uh-huh. in, in recent memory, what kind of scandal did Obama have? <laughs> of the of the of the nature mm. of a a Monica Lewinsky or See? a Donald Trump grabbed them by their XXX. You know, you know, he, he, he doesn't have those kind of scandals, yeah. but you know, more more rockets were fired under his presidency than any other presidencies. Yeah, yeah. So he was, in American terms, a man of action. <laughs> no, but but what I'm saying is that's something that I think is 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 more of a, a a worthy contribution to make to a culture. You know, now you guys can be president of a fairly racist country, or Tyler Perry owning his director. No, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Go 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 back to Obama. What did right. Obama being black president do for black people? But it doesn't have to be for black people, because he was president of America. No, but no, but black America. With Kanye West, we're talking about how Kanye has um, added his contribution to black people is that now you can be president, Mm. as opposed to now you can go and drink champs and get cancelled. No, but no, but Kanye has. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, but no, no, but 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 Kanye has also shown you you can go and get into those top echelons of of fashion and of music. Yeah, I, I agree with Robert. <laughs> you because... disagree with Robert because you want to disagree with me. No, <laughs> no, but I do feel that Kanye. And just because you don't find fashion or music important, and plus, mm. not every black person can become president. Yeah. Just like. No. No, but you it's been it's it's when you talk about a trailblazer, when you talk about someone that makes something that seemed impossible possible, that's what Obama has done. And yeah, because I'm no, sorry, you're, you're, I know, because wasn't because... the first to get into fashion. Like there've been people before him in fashion. And as I said, there's been creativity and artistry in Africa long before any of these things came out that I think are much better than some of the fashion we see on the highway where they look like they're wearing scaffolding sometimes yeah but yeah but it's about put seeing how far you can push it and, and, and kanye's showing how far mm. it can be pushed push what the boundaries the boundaries like the... Or, 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 or like how far like you can achieve i don't know uh, maybe maybe yeah maybe I, I don't know i just don't see it sorry because you're a hater it's okay though <laughs> It's okay, though. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's maybe, okay. maybe. I'm just a hate. I'm getting too emotional with this. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like, is going no, on? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just, yeah. yeah. You know, despite his faults, I still think Kanye West is great. Cool. Great. 
Anyway, um, what's I going to say? What's I going to say? What's I going to say? Yeah. So, so moving back to the um, previous topic about having to work harder. Um, what what's been you guys' experience of being black and having to work harder, if at all, or have you not seen that you needed to work any harder to get where you are? Or, 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 or have you felt that being black has ever stunted your progression in any way? I would, for me, I wouldn't say stunted my progression, maybe because of how I look at it. So I've always looked at it as an advantage that people underestimate me, because I've seen that. I've seen being underestimated and, you know, you, you open your mouth to talk and they're like, oh, you talk really smart. And it's, it's only because I'm not talking like within it or something or with an accent like it's not because i'm saying anything smart it's only because i'm not talking the way you expect me to talk and so it's like well i didn't have to do much to sort of meet your expectation because your expectation of me was so low now the problem is then if that's if if that becomes my sort of the ceiling for me then i'm doing myself a disservice and so i've not mm. let that be my this my, my ceiling but it's always been well, fine, you can underestimate me. That just means, you know, as far as you're concerned, the little I do will be so impressive and I'm trying to do the most, if that makes sense. Mm. So I've seen that, I've seen the underestimation. I've seen the, oh, you talk, you talk white or, you know, mm -hmm. I've, I've had that before. I've seen the, oh, you don't act like a guy from South London. I've seen that before. Um, but, you know, it's the same thing with being a slightly bigger guy. They don't expect you to kick to the head. And so when I'm kicking people in the head, they're like, oh, you know, I didn't expect yeah. that. And it's not because of anything. It's just because your presumption of me was that I couldn't. And I use that to my advantage. And so I, that's the same sort of approach I have for that. Um, but but then again, I also have the distinct advantage of being a, a guy that looks like I carry a knife. And so I maybe don't get some of the disrespect. I know in pharmacies, sometimes you get you know, you get treated a certain way that maybe another person won't get treated because you're a pretty, petite, lovely lady. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I was even going to say, like, when I go to Boots, like, it's, it's very rare you see, like, a, a black pharmacist. It's usually Asians. Yeah. So, well, what's your experience been in So, I think with the community pharmacy, definitely, when patients come in, you can tell there's a difference with the way it's a, a black pharmacist or I haven't um, but you, you could feel you could see it like they mm. estimate you and they talk to you differently or they don't expect you to be like okay who's the pharmacist yeah. like, well, I'm the pharmacist <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to give you a medication Fact, if, if you're not nice you. the way I would poison you <laughs> <laughs> I'm not no you can't poison Fact, it's only yeah, but I think with um, working in the GP surgery it's more they underestimate you and there's a way that obviously they with where i work as well it's like you barely see any black people there mm. so me coming in pharmacists they've never had a pharmacy before and me speaking up as well they were like not yeah but i think they were not expecting me to speak up when i wasn't happy they were expecting me initially i'd be like yes okay i'll do it and then me seeing someone into it or me saying no i'm not gonna do it or and they're like okay this girl is yeah, let's back off hmm. a little bit. And then they backed off. So there's definitely a difference, but as Peter said, you can use it to your advantage um, as well and just prove them wrong. Yeah. Basically, Good. yeah. 
Yeah, what about you guys, Drea? And what about for you? Because like you work in, in um, I would say like predominantly black workplace. Yeah, so I work in Southeast London. I work in Lambeth, and it's majority um black people. You get the odd, like, oh, you speak so well. You know, were you born here? Oh, where are you from? <laughs> and and. And like, if you're black, you automatically assume that you weren't born in the UK. Mm. Um, but I've never, <laughs> I've never taken offence. I've just found it really funny. Like, mm. I've had some very <laughs> interesting, um, interesting comments by, and you find that it happens by really old school people that were born in like the forties mm. or the fifties mm. or the thirties. Um, so yeah, I don't really take offense. I don't think I've ever had been in a place where I've been the only black person, unless it's something I'm studying or it's a class that I'm in. But all of my workplaces, I've worked in Southeast London for a majority of my working life. Um, so it's only courses and I just don't, I just don't take offence with it. I don't know. I think because I'm so kind of proud in my skin and my abilities mm. that I've never really thought about it. Like, I sense it, but I'm like, that's oh, <laughs> so you guys lost. <laughs> mm. But, yeah. Do you feel like it doesn't phase you as much because, like, currently you're in a predominantly black place and so you are the majority? Um... I couldn't tell you because I haven't seen the other side, but I feel like I've spent long enough in a predominantly black place to be comfortable with, because I know that it's something that happens. So I try not to take it personally. I try not to take it personally, like, yeah, because it's, something that happens i don't know when people complain about it i'm like this is uk which i mean you're still gonna get people like this um i feel like it's easy to get hung up on it it's easy to let it become a a ceiling for you or a anchor that holds you in place and then you're like well i can't do anything i can't it's an excuse that's how i feel it's an excuse I'm. I try to. I'm trying to be sensitive to it because I think oh, there yeah. is a reality too. It's hard. It, it can be hard, you know. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like I've been, I've been the only black person in the workplace, like a couple of times, um, and working out in the sticks as well, going up to work in Horsham or something like that, and like literally being the only black person there. And I think I've I've been fortunate that I've worked in areas where. It's like I'm there for a specific role and the role needs to get done. So it's not like you can't, you know, I'm there, I'm doing the role. Um, and if you don't, if I'm not capable, it shows. Um, mm. But then there's also work that needs to be done that is then given to me. So it's like, it's more of a meritocracy than anything. And I think I've been fortunate in that, in those environments. And I've worked with some Christians as well. And yeah, in those environments, it's not, it's never been a problem being the only black person there. But mm. you still do get the off comment. You still get the, again, you know, someone trying to compliment you. Oh, you don't, you don't act like you're from, thing. you're, there was one time someone was having a seizure 
and everyone was panicking and I'm like super calm call the ambulance do what you need to do and I think that's just because that's me but they're like oh yeah he's from South London so he's probably seen that a lot (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable I was like, you get the yeah, southeast London funny. comment so much, yeah. Seriously, it's like, yeah, he's 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 used to conflict, so that's why Peter was called. <laughs> <laughs> called the ambulance. I was like, oh, God, that is hilarious. Yeah, you know, the simple thing that you're you, you're trying to do as a first aid of, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> southeast you know, London has a reputation, boy. It does. It does. I was gonna say also it depends on the sector you work as well, and yeah. also yes. healthcare. So you don't have a role. You're relating to people. Yes. For example, yeah. Drea, with so the, the work you do, like you're talking to people yeah. all that's the time. Right. You're not just yeah. giving a job to do. Okay, you need to do this and go. That's different. Yeah. And with healthcare, I think it can be difficult because it, or well, sometimes I take it personal, mm. and yeah. I don't, I don't put it on them. I, I, I hurt and I hang on to it a little bit. And then I let it go. I speak to Peter and I let it go. And like you said, I, you just realize people are people. It's going to happen. Mm. We just need to prove them wrong in the end. But mm-hmm. this is it. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Or even, or it, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. I, I tend to be insensitive to that because it still hurts. <laughs> but I'm like, even maybe you don't even have to prove them wrong. Like, who are they? Like, who cares? You know? Mm. It's like mm. their opinion shouldn't count for anything. Yeah. It doesn't count for anything, really. No, no offense, but who cares what you think of me? I don't know you and I don't care. And it's like, you know, <laughs> um, it, so it's not even about proving them wrong. It's just about, I think, I us know. being our best, you know, and mm-hmm. I think we can. Mm-hmm. And I think being our best, yeah. uh, in school, like in school, in college, for instance, like we've got Anita's award for outstanding achievements. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 from college. And I got, I got an award as well for, <laughs> for excellent attendance. And it's like, yeah, yeah I was in Ghana, man. I was in Ghana. We paid school fees to go to school. Like, you don't just not attend school. Yeah. And so it's like, again, things like that. I think that the culture also values different things. And I think that gives us an, an advantage more than anything else. That's really um, good. So, yeah. What about you, Rob? Um, I think I make myself oblivious to it on purpose. Mm. Otherwise, I'll just be rolling my eyes with it rolling my eyes all the time um <laughs> like i'm i'm like i'm doing some freelance work at the minute um doing some like finance stuff for a company which shall not be named and they want to keep me on until they find someone to fill this this, this slot mm-hmm. but they've made it very clear that they want the slot to be filled by a person of color <laughs> <laughs> This is the thing, this is the other thing. Yeah. A token black person. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, and that's, you know, that's it's crazy. Line. You know, and, and like this place, like I've seen how they they recruit in the past. Mm-hmm. And like they'll, they'll legit go through candidates and look at their last name to see, to, 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 to like try and gauge if they have enough people of color um, <laughs> <laughs> applying for their job. Yeah. Why, well, you could get like. B- b- a bonus or like a thing. But again, now it's a political statement. Now it's a, it's a ethnicity and diversity diversity yeah, thing. It's a lot more like with job like role. They'd be like, oh, if you're from a minor minority group, it's yeah beneficial. I'm like, what are they getting money? Are they getting paid? It's different from no, but again, no, but it, it just looks good. Line. 
yeah, yeah. That's a point. it looks like, good if you can say we're a very diverse company then all of yeah, a sudden exactly. you're an ally and you are all of these things so yeah. it doesn't it, you, you, it doesn't it does affect their bottom line they do get money from it because it's good advertisement it's mm. good to say we're a diverse company and we, we hire people of colour and it's like but, yeah, wow. and I think that's the flip side of it is then you have the tokenism you have the we need to fill in you know these numbers uh, you also get the oh no Peter come to the front of the pictures yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pretty you just want me there because at least you've got one black person in there <laughs> yeah. and what do you guys think about um, companies um, celebrating Black History Month in the sort Look, a company's designed to make money. So whatever they will do that will help them make money, they will do. So they'll do the Black History Month. They'll put the rainbow in their in their logo and their social media. They'll do all of these causes. Um, I I don't think it's genuine. Like the CEO is there losing sleep at night because he's thinking there's so much, uh, there's so much, you know, um, injustice in the world for people of colour. I don't think that, especially for like the super big companies, I think it just ends up being marketing. Mm. Basically. But maybe I'm cynical. I don't know. Uh, you know, you know, it's, it's so true, like, pe- people on one hand will say black people aren't treated well. Mm. But those same people will cross the road when a black person comes <laughs> comes their way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just, it just comes across as very... Hypocritical? Insincere. And like icky, yeah, yeah. It's like bro, you don't care, yeah. But yeah. as long as you're seen as to care, mm. um, I don't think anyone would be happy either way, though. Because if a company yeah. doesn't do it, then it's a problem. If they do it, then they're insincere. Yeah. If they don't do it a hundred percent, then it's like, oh, you shouldn't have done it at all. You can't win with these things. You can't, which is which is which, which, which is why I think don't try and win. I say don't take part because as soon as you start to take part more and more will be expected of you I think think, take part and do your best yeah well yeah do your best but I don't think they're trying to do their best I think they're just doing they're just doing something like but we don't know the conversations that are happening in boardrooms we don't know the conversations that's that's happening in their equality diversity and inclusion Mm -hmm. places like I've been on LinkedIn a lot and just like been spying on certain conversations, speaking to certain people. And I know that companies are really trying to make the effort in hiring or um, just having someone fill that space because they're aware that they don't have the language or the knowledge to um, help the company grow in this particular area. So they're open to employing people that can give them the language, that can point them in the right direction, that can um, signpost them to, okay, how can we make sure that our company does what it says or, yeah, does what it says. So if we're inclusive, how are we that? If we're diverse, how are we that? And they, I'm seeing a lot of people, a lot of companies um, creating this position so that they can be better. And you only employ for a position if you know that you can't do the job. I feel like if you have to 
I, I feel like if you're really inclusive and diverse, you don't have to tell anyone that you're inclusive or diverse because that's <laughs> just part of your DNA and who you are. But then that's the role of the... That's that's because companies are realizing that they are not. So they're employing these people so that they can inject what needs to be injected so that they don't have to profess it. The marketing will change, the language will change, the adverts will change, the social medias will change. But also, one, one, one thing I learned recently, or I didn't realize what was something said, which I thought was quite interesting, was that there's actually an overrepresentation of black people or, or like of um minorities because in like, workplaces or, yeah because like if you look at how many minorities are actually, there actually are in most of these countries like in the uk and in america and the sort we only what probably like what five to ten percent of the whole population but when you say an overrepresentation it's it it may seem like an overrepresentation, but then if their white counterparts or all the other people are already being represented, it's I don't know. No, so so, so like when I say overrepresentation, if you want your company to reflect what you live in, yeah, and one in ten people is black, if you have two out of ten people being black that's overrepresented because out of every 10 people only one of them should be black if it's representing what you live in if that makes um, sense it makes sense but it just depends on what you're trying to attract because you shouldn't just want one out of 10 you should want two out of 10 or three out of 10 so you're going to i don't want to say overrepresent, but you're going to market that so that you attract that but then the danger of that is you're you're trying to attract a smaller market or, or like you're trying to bring in a smaller market then you could if you i'm not saying you make, make everyone white but i'm saying that <laughs> maybe resources could be better spent trying to um attract the wider audience as opposed to the, the small audience who's the wider audience yeah like the wider Who's the wider audience, considering, by default, black people, Indians, all of them are classed as a minority. So if you're in the USA or the UK, automatically, you are a minority. Yeah. So wider audience, the black, brown, and Asian are always going to be the minority. Yeah. So which is the attraction? You want to get more of the minority in so that you feel your company is balanced, so to speak. Because we're not trying to represent the world's population. We're trying to dictate how we want our company to be. Oh, I hear you. I, I don't know. I, we could talk ideally, about this all day. Yeah, I think ideally, you know, um, Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream was that, you know, you judge a man not by the color of his skin, by the context of his character. And ideally, and again, we don't live in an idealistic world. It would not be about representation or this. It would be about getting the best. The only difference is yes, all so. people would be given opportunity to be the best, which is, I think, the source of the problem. You, you know, you don't have as many 
black engineers because black schools or black parents aren't pushing their kids to be engineers they're pushing them to be oh no artists sorry is a better example you're not having as much black artistry because black parents are pushing their kids to be doctors and lawyers and things of prestige and so the problem comes i think more grassroots um, and these things end up being i think you know plasters on you know severed limbs as opposed to really treating the salute the the the, the root cause of the problem mm. Mm. Question. So, just based on what you just on what you said, mm. do you get, do you guys feel like you have any um, preconceived ideas or wishes for what Zara would become when she's older? Well, in terms of in terms of career, even hobbies. Mm. I don't so I'm trying to I, I'm actively trying to not um, what, what was the word uh, no actually being completely honest <laughs> I am trying to actively involve her in the things that I'm interested in because that's where I'll be the most um, knowledgeable the most passionate those will be the things that's easiest for me to give to her but I think that we're also quite um receptive to whatever what she wants to do right? mm -hmm. not in the sense of oh yeah she leads and we follow like um <laughs> Dwayne Wade was saying some stupid nonsense but <laughs> no in the sense mm -hmm. of seeing what she's interested in so she's taking a liking to swimming I don't swim I literally can't swim um <laughs> but you know, we, we take her swimming lessons and you know, she's shown an interest, she loves it, she enjoys it. You know, unfortunately, I can't take her to MMA with me just yet. So I have to wait till she's four. So I can't wait till she's four to start taking her to that and seeing if she wants to do it. I think the problem I had or the problem, I don't know, hmm. I don't know if I can speak for Anita specifically, but the problem I had was my parents not, not being as invested in my, my interest. Um, mm. And thus, you know, it's like, why are you doing karate? Does it not hurt? Like, why are you doing so? Why are you in the cadets? Does it, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, that, it would have been nicer for them to be more um, interested. But again, they didn't stop me. And I think mm. for me, what I'm trying to do, at least, is be receptive to what she wants, but expose her to what I know, you know, and then see where she chooses. And, and so it's not preconceptions as to what she should do. It's seeing where she will go, but then in her getting there is exposing her to what we know sort of thing um, so that she can find her feet as it were mm, yeah. yeah um i think for me yes like what peter said expose her to as many things like i was looking i was speaking to ken at church regarding piano lessons mm. so i was like oh peter let's take let's think of maybe acting school school or dancing so She'd i'm not restricting her to um what i think she should even though sometimes i'll be like no i don't think she do that but yeah i'm not gonna restrict her or you have to be a doctor or you have to be yeah. a teacher or like when we were growing up that that was like kind of or oh, when you grow up you have to be a teacher you have to be a doctor and um, doctor lawyer accountant <laughs> exactly there's like four yeah yeah <laughs> we did a podcast on it you're either a doctor lawyer and accountant engineer. or engineer or a failure <laughs> teacher yeah fuck almost teacher as well you want her to be you want her to be self-sufficient you know you're able to take care of yourself 
and it's just a matter of whatever you want to do that's that's a basic necessity so you want to but that's what you say now i Mm. pray that i say the same thing like when she's older or like when i'm when we're older oh yeah yeah. Yeah. i'm not like oh yeah my mom or my parents i'd be like i don't think you should go you should do this or this this is not gonna fetch you money don't do don't do fashion just go into nursing or something i I was just about to i I was just about to say (laughs) no child of should come and say they want to go and do film studies at university Film studies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were, there were guys in university who were doing film studies. They were legit being two days a week, and then that was it. Maybe because the other days they were working on their films. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. Well, for you, do, do, do you have any yeah. preconceptions about what you want our children to do? 100%. No. <laughs> I love the honesty. I know. That's a whole plan. <laughs> Hundred percent. Like um, there was, I think everybody knows the story of was it Samson mm. and yeah. his parents sought God, one to what to name him and two what his purpose would be. What would you have this child be? And I just know that. I would have loved for that to be have done been done with me. So not necessarily I'll control the direction of their future, but I will very much be exercising the authority and the wisdom that God gives me to steward this child's life. Um so if I feel that they are going a direction that I really don't believe the Lord said they should go. I would would very much mention it whilst exposing them to everything. Like one of the things that I always say is I love how Robert's mom raised her boys, that she gave them, she trained them up in a skill. So she put them to study a skill that will always make room for them. Music is universal. Each and every one of her boys know how to play a minimum of two or three instruments. Yeah. Because she had she she had a vision. <laughs> so I think mm-hmm. um I'll have a vision for our children while still allowing them to, you know, be free and explore themselves. But I was saying to Robert the other day that they can explore their arts, but just so long as they stay in academia. Um, depending on where the world is in the future, but I would like for them to have something academic and then explore their artsy and by God's grace, will have money to fund their arts whilst they study. But I'll 100 have a plan for them. <laughs> no, I think, I think part of the nonsense of the new age or whatever is oh no let them find their way and stuff like that it's like if you leave a child in the desert and they find their way they're gonna die yeah says train them up in the way they should grow train them up department and i think that means you give them your values you give them what Mm. you think is you know what you think what you equip them as you said as robert has been equipped you know you equip them with what they need and then they can and then you can trust that they will find their way because you've given them what they need to do so um so yeah no i think the problem, part of the problem was, especially for sort of maybe our generation, was our parents were thinking more, one, the prestige, 
oh, my child is a doctor. Mm, yeah. Ah, my child is a doctor. <laughs> um, but then also, on a, on a more positive side, they were like, you need to be able to fend for yourself. You need to be able to, like, yeah. take care of Survival. yourself. You know, you to provide, mm. you know. So, yes, a doctor pays a little bit more than, you know, film studies. And so they'll push you towards medicine more than they'll push you towards film studies for those reasons. I think in the same way, like, you know, I think tech is the way forward. So, I'll, you know, we, we've been looking at schools and a big thing for me has been tech. Um, but then you also, you know, in, in saying that, we also understand, you know, numeracy, literacy, especially for a black person, yeah. is very important. So I need to say, oh, they're doing their maths, they're doing their English. They're not using iPads the whole time. <laughs> we went to one school and it was like, that was a big thing. It's like, you go there, they're all looking at iPads. It's like, nah, we can't, we can't be doing that. They had two <laughs> screens in the class. Three screens. And then they had three iPad, screens, they had iPads. iPads as well. And that was their selling point. And I'm like, wow. nah. Yeah. Um, They'll come home and have... Oh yeah. yeah. So, so I, I think it's equipping them, and and I think that's the responsibility. I think the danger of the new sort of age is trying to say that they can equip themselves or something stupid like that, which I yeah. think is just yeah. And also with this new age, I think in our parents' defences, back when they were raising us, the world wasn't as big, and there weren't, mm. and there wasn't as much that you could possibly do mm. like yesterday i was watching this guy and his job is legit filming food for like fast food restaurants mm. and then he's like got all these engineering things set up so that all the pieces will fall in line one, one on top of the other mm. he was sick mm. and that's his job that's that's his full-time job there's, there's one guy he paints the burgers to make so, so that they look like the, the right color and stuff <laughs> that's his job <laughs> whether mom I, I could go and tell my mom that's what I do <laughs> but if, if it's paying the bills and it's making you happy yeah um yeah and I think with children um kids won't know right away what it is that um they want to do so mm -hmm. I think as parents we just have to make sure that we expose them to as much as we can and um Give them space because and instill purpose from early yeah like don't let them go and be free and wild but still provide that there's space that so that where they can explore maybe find something that you couldn't teach them because it wasn't in your um experience to be able to say hey maybe you might like to, to do i don't know ice skating because in Ghana there's no ice so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think we're done. Yeah, I think we're done. We're going past it. Um, yes. Ooh, hookups. Yeah, I can go first on hookups. Um, so my hookup is a song by Bizzle. Um, Bizzle is a Christian rapper, but this song is explicit. So, be warned. Um, it's, called... it's, a bit, oh, it's, it's a bit of an oxymoron, isn't it? Oh no, because he's just talking about what's going on. Going on where? Well, what makes society. it explicit? Well, he uses, he uses the N-word and he uses the S-word. <sighs> oh, shock what? horror. I know, right? Yeah. A Christian rap? This is the kind of Christian rap you listen to, PR? This is the kind of Christian rap I listen I to. Yeah. You might as well listen to Kanye West, to be honest. Well, no, he, he's he's quoting Kanye West. He's uh, quoting Kanye West on one of them. Like one line is literally, "I will, you know, I I will kill a n word, 
and I will kill a Jew. One of those will get a black billionaire cancelled. One of those is cool. And he's, mm -hmm. just, he's just making the point. He's just making the point that one of those sentences will get you a Grammy. One of those sentences will get you cancelled. Like, what's going on there? Steep. So he's just making a point. However, to make the point, he has to use the word. And to use the word is to be explicit. He doesn't and have to. Explicit. He does. I think he does. I think he gets the point across. Because yeah, um, that's the word. That's what they say. Of course, it's like, you know, the, the thing they do, they mm. just rub it a little bit so he's not saying the full word. No. <laughs> I, think, I think it makes the point in a very stark way that's hard to ignore. Um, and Bizzle's always been one that's got like really good uh, theological content and, and social commentary. So, yeah, that's my, that's my hookup. Bizzle bamboozled. Cool. Big one next. Um, my hookup is the Bible. Hey. It's called um, the New Spirit Field Life Bible. Hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I said, hey. <laughs> I said the New Spirit. I didn't know there was a New Spirit. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> it's called New Spirit Field Life. So you have a new life and it's spirit filled. Um, I've got the NKGV version i had it before and it went, got lost in transition and i was moving houses and then i got gifted another one um and it's just wonderful it it is for me it's a wonderful study bible um in terms of it just shows you the holy spirit literally through all the scripture so if you have a Bible with no commentary, no nothing at all. And um, you have no other study stuff. I think this is a really cool um, Bible to have just so that, just to help you get to know the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus through all the books in the Bible. Um, yeah. And even at the back, there's like an evangelism tool and to help you evangelize and stuff like that um but yeah i'm really enjoying the bible at the moment so yeah new spirit filled life bible you can find it on amazon nice. cool. anita um i didn't have any hookups but actually i thought about uh youtube um sister <laughs> lady i watch sometimes Suta Jelly. Suta Jelly. Oh my gosh, I love Suta Jelly. Yeah, so we reached one million subscribers a yeah, couple weeks ago. Yes, I watched it. Um, her shorts that she did. Like, she did it live, isn't it? Yeah, so, she did it live, yeah. Yeah, that's my hookup. You know Suta Jelly. I think I showed you her. No, no. No, I knew no, her. No, I need to show me her, yeah. But no, actually, yeah. that's what's not like I was, I was talking about my uh, my FI recipes from. Yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know that that was the lady you told me after, but I knew Sweet Jelly. Uh, you're begging it, bro. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I have definitely good. followed some of her recipes for like, yeah, jollof and stuff. Yeah, she's good, yeah, she's really so. good. Yeah, that's my hookup. Well, my hookup is a, a movie, it's called Um Before Sunrise. You ain't told me about this. Uh, we legit tried to watch it one time you fell asleep. <laughs> <coughs> so, 
But this was way back in the day. Not even back in the day. This was right in the beginning of our marriage when, when we didn't have a TV. Mm. So what's the? We, we, we literally had a box, and the laptop was on the box. We started hungry. <laughs> That's how we were watching it. But yeah, as uh, before sunrise is a what is it? It's a love story, romance, romance story about um, this couple that meet on a train. And I think the girl is going to Austria or something, but her train is not until the morning. And so they just, they get off the train and just spend the night walking around Austria and doing stuff. Um, and yeah, it's a really slow burn, but it's... Definitely a slow burn. Shut up. It's so well done. <laughs> it's so well done. And I love it for, I love the way that it's able to tell this story while seeming so ordinary at the same time. Mm. It's great. Um, I think Ethan Hawke's in it. Mm. You don't even know who Ethan Hawke is. Just guy from Training Day. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say Moon Knight because that's his most recent showing, isn't it? But, yeah. I've watched Moon Knight, so I, I, I couldn't say. Mm, cool. Um, oh, oh, flip. What's the date? Is it the 12th of December? No, today's the 17th of November. No. Moses has a... Oh, uh, snap. Sorry. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Stupid boy. <laughs> hey, that's rude. <laughs> you think you're a Ghanaian dad or what? Only Ghanaian dads can say stuff like that. Oh, the living five I think he was the 12th. Is your phone broken? It's no, it's on go to bed mode now. Uh, yes, it's the 12th of uh, December. Yeah, 12th of December. Um, in Kingston... Is it, the, is it is it in the, in the university? Um, I think uh, I don't know, but the um, postcode is Kilo Tango One One Juliet Sierra. Anyway, so as you can tell, we are very bad at personal information. <laughs> um, but yeah, but Moses is having an exhibition yeah. called Waves. Take it up. You can't see. You can't see. Put it down. See at all. You're just trying to. <laughs> so I tried. I tried, but yeah. So yeah. So Mr. Moses is having an exhibition. I think it's going to be very good. Um. So he 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 did an Instagram exhibition on trees, not on nature. And this one looks like it's going to be on water. He he did he did an Instagram. Uh, he did an uh, digital exhibition on poetic form using nature um, which was Mm. super conceptual and and just very interesting you want to talk about art being pushed you know i thought it was really good Um, and he's got like a physical exhibition coming up yeah yeah Yeah. no good shot good shot robert good shot remembering it yeah you need to make sure that but more should have been here to say himself he should have so you know what forget that don't go no No, if you didn't even take take this part out, so no, I'll put in the show notes. Yeah. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us today. Um, let's do the outro stuff. Um, shout out Ruth for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the Audrey Amazing logo. Twitter at the Furnace UK. Instagram at TBS Furnace. Um, you can email us at tbsfurnacehotmail.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Black First No Poetry. I'm trying to think. On all good podcast websites and apps, including iTunes, Spotify. No, it's, I don't think it's iTunes anymore. I, I think it's Apple Music. End of service, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. You can type in Black Sphere News with an apostrophe. 
And that's it. That is it. And that's the best outro we've had in the past couple of weeks. I mess it up hard. And that's why I'm the best part of the furnace. Best half of the furnace. a few things. Well done. Cool. Well, this is the Blacksmith's Furnace. Shout out to... I want to give a shout out to whoever is watching. Someone's watching. I don't know who. Make yourself known. What's your name? Shout out to whoever's watching as well. I can't tell who's watching. Shout out to who's watching. He jumps in the comments. But we have a silent watcher. But thank you for watching. Thank you for watching. Maybe it's Moses. Possibly. Possibly. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> is it Moses's date night today? No, he changed his date night. No, it was not Thursdays because Thursdays is podcasting. Uh -oh. Anyway, uh, this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blah. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's David. It's David. Oh, yo, D Y. D Y. David, yo, the one that got married. Shout, shout out to D Y. I think so. Congratulations, yeah, David, David. was one of my groomsmen. David, David's been there since like yeah, we met in. Anyway, oh. Shout out David, man. Uh, shout, shout out David. Out David. That's dope, man. That's dope. Shout out. Well, it's, it's, 11, it's 11 o'clock. That's crazy. It is, yeah, madly. <laughs> well, well, this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blah. See you, neat. Blah, blah, blah. See you. <laughs> Bye.